Welcome to Good Things Podcast. I'm your host, Emily Honey. There are a lot of negative, discouraging, and even scary things going on in the world today. It's easy for me to start catastrophizing if I focus on it long enough, but the Bible tells us that God works for the good of those who love Him. And as we read more of the Bible, we can see that good doesn't always mean easy. And this is the podcast that reminds us that God is good, no matter what the circumstances and whether we believe it or not, because life is hard and messy, but God is good and doesn't change. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Good Things Podcast. I'm so glad to have you here with me as always, and I hope that you had an amazing Thanksgiving and that you thought through some things that you're thankful for after listening to the last episode. If you didn't get a chance to do that, I'd love for you to go back and listen to it and even send me some of the things you're thankful for. I would love to hear those things. You can find me on social media. I'd love to hear the things you're thankful for. We had a really good Thanksgiving. We were with the Honey clan for Thanksgiving. So we were out of town and we had a whole lot of fun with them. But when we got back home, I was feeling a bit behind because we were gone for almost a week and a little overwhelmed by all the things that were kind of going on or that I had planned for the Christmas season. And so I spent the first day running around frantically trying to tackle things I wanted to accomplish. And I was just trying to do all the things on that first day home. I wanted to unpack and make the house feel magical and Christmassy and catch up on work things and do the normal things like dishes and laundry and cooking dinner and taking care of children. And I was just really overwhelmed and I was getting very irritated with my children and just having an overall sense of frustration and I just had this reminder that I believe was from the Lord and I felt like he was just saying it doesn't all have to get done right now you have so many things you want to do it doesn't all have to get done right now and honestly it doesn't even all have to get done A lot of the things that I was trying to do, especially in regards to making the house Christmassy and doing, you know, fun things, were something that was my expectation and not my family's expectations or necessarily even their wants. And then that same week, I edited this interview that I had with my dear friend, Amanda Ritchie, and it was just another incredible reminder that I not only need to slow down, but that's really what I want in this Christmas season. I don't just want to be overwhelmed and get all the things done. I'm trying to do those things so that way I can slow down when really There are a lot of things that I don't need to do, and I could go ahead and slow down without getting them done or with doing them later. So I'm really excited to share my chat with Amanda with you because Amanda is just one of those people who is so encouraging to be around. She's open and honest and shares such wisdom about what God is teaching her, and I just love talking to her. Also, I tell a story in our conversation about when I first met Amanda and I mention how she was very put together and I feel like I needed to go back 
or I guess before you hear that story, <laughs> mention one of the reasons that that felt very intimidating to me is because I was whatever the opposite of put together is at that point. Maybe it's falling apart. I'm not sure. But we both had little babies and she was very put together and I <laughs> felt so sleep deprived and hormonal and sweaty and just messy and my baby was crazy I felt like and she, she was over here looking like she had everything figured out so that's part of why I describe her put togetherness because I was feeling very much not put together so just a little background information that I forgot to include when I told that story in our conversation. And I'm so thankful that first impressions don't determine friendships moving forward because Amanda is one of my dearest friends and my impression of how different we were and how maybe we could never be friends was very, very wrong. So anyway, Amanda is just delightful and she shares about how God has been growing her over the years from being a very anxious type A person trying to control all of the aspects of life to the other side of the spectrum of just not having any idea what was happening from day to day based on life circumstances and things like that to where she is now which is just learning how to plan with grace. So not being in control of everything, but also not just fighting things off as they come, but planning and then having grace and flexibility in that. And I think it's a really timely conversation for this time of year, and I know you'll be encouraged by it. Hi, Amanda. How are you? I'm good, Emily. How are you? I'm great. It is really fun to have you on the podcast today. I'm so excited to be on your podcast. <laughs> okay, so I've known you for years and uh, some people listening may know you, but some people may not. So tell me about yourself. Yeah, so I've been married to Justin for 13 years. We met in Wichita Falls, which is where I was born and raised and went to college. And then in 2011-ish, we moved to Dallas and we spent nine years of our married life there. And then in March of 2020 of all times, <laughs> the Lord called us back to Wichita Falls. And so we are here with our two daughters, Claire and Hazel, who are seven and five. And then we currently house <laughs> two of my sister's three kids. <laughs> so we're a family of six right now. Um, fluctuating between six and seven. <laughs> yeah. Revolving door here, but yeah. So that's me. Yeah. Well, I am really excited to talk to you today. We, we talk all the time just for <laughs> listeners so that they know I'm really excited to talk to Amanda today and share that with everyone though, because we talk all the time and I get to hear all the time about what God is doing in her life. And mm -hmm. so I've known Amanda for a lot of years. We've known each other since our children, our oldest were babies. So our oldest are the same age. They're both seven. So we've known each other about seven years. And I remember meeting you, Amanda, in one of the first um, meetings of our mom's group that we were doing for new moms. And I remember like, you just looked really put together. You had this bright blue coat. 
and you like your hair is fixed, you had makeup on, you looked really nice. And you're, you know, Clara, your baby at the time was dressed really well and <laughs> all this stuff. And I remember talking to you, I think we were supposed to pray together at the end of one of the meetings. I remember talking to you and you're like, okay, but we need to keep it short because I need to get home at such and such time because that's when Clara takes her nap. And I was like, okay, me and this girl are never going to be friends. And now you're one of my closest friends. So I was clearly wrong. I'm a terrible judge of character, but, um, say all that funny story to say that you're a little bit type a, right. Mm -hmm. That's kind of your tendency. Yeah. You're naturally kind of type a. (laughs) And so over the years, I've gotten to see God grow you and change you in that. So that's why I wanted to have you on the show. So I wanted you to talk to me a little bit about like how, like being type a and kind of some of the things that were your tendencies. And then like, maybe some of like you, you've told me you've swung the other way in the pendulum and then kind of coming back to the middle. So what's like a brief overview of how that's gone. Yeah. Well, my first point was to tell the story you just told about how you thought we'd never be friends. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to like, steal the story from you. <laughs> no, it was Emily often tells dot, dot, dot. I do. Yes. I do. Because yeah. I was like, oh, we're never friends. And then and then we <laughs> talked about cloth diapers and we were friends forever. So <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. So funny. Dig a little deeper. And here we are. Yeah. Well, yeah, I was just naturally very uh goal oriented, always had a five, 10 year plan for life. But what you find out is you don't plan for your sister to go to prison. So that would be part of the complete swing in the opposite direction, because that was not part of the plan. But yeah, I just always thought, oh, I'm going to have this many kids by this age and this age, and we're going to save this much money per month and blah, blah, blah. And it was very I just planned everything every day. I read the baby books whenever Clara came along, hence me like, I got to stick to the schedule because if you put, if this is your structure, your routine, then you're going to get this outcome. Mm -hmm. And Clara was very refining that that was not, (laughs) that was not how things worked. So I think just coming into motherhood, I just struggled with a lot of anxiety with all of that too. Trying to control everything is exhausting (laughs) and not healthy. And so about 2017, 2018 is when I did a regeneration program at church, the 12 step recovery program in Christ. So, um, and I went just because the anxiety at times was just a bit crippling. Mm -hmm. And so it was just really neat. And God was so gracious to show me that so much my anxiety was just because I was trying to control so much. Yeah. And so he was so gracious, so kind. And I love the timing that I got to be a bit refined before all these extra kids came into my house. I think Mm -hmm. that was God's blessing to me. But anyway, I just got to kind of confront some some of my control issues and acknowledge like God's plan really is the best and live life with open hands and be okay when things don't go as planned. And and it's a lot more beautiful when 
you're not trying to control everything and you just get to sit back and watch God work. So I began to live a little more open-handedly, always a refining process. So in about June, 2018, we had really come to the decision that we are ready to open our home. And so we did our first foster care class to get certified. And then in July of 2018 is when my sister got arrested and we just realized, okay, God has called us to open our home to kids. And I think that's going to be our family. So just beautiful to see God put that on our hearts and especially my husband's heart. Mm -hmm. Since it's my family, it's a huge blessing to know Justin was on board before it was ever my sister's kids. So anyway, um, January, 2019, Carday moves in. And of course, our life is a little crazy, uh, balls in the air, lots of balls in the air. And, um, but I just never could have planned for how well God took care of us. And it was through his people and they just showed up and brought footballs, hand-me-downs, meals, like mm-hmm. grocery store gift cards. And just to see God work, see how faithful he is in taking care of us and just getting to kind of step back and watch him be in control and take care of us. And so January 2019, Carday moves in. February 2019, Ty moves in. (laughs) Uh, December 2019, God really started putting it on our heart to move back to Wichita Falls. And those doors opened so quickly. Mm -hmm. And now looking back, we see... He got us there before COVID mm-hmm. hit, which was March 2020. So we moved spring break of March 2020 when the world was shutting down. We were moving. And so talk about going like you don't need a calendar. You don't need a to-do mm-hmm. list because there's nothing going on. Right. <laughs> but I you're not allowed to do anything house. either. So <laughs> Right. Yes. You're supposed to stay home and do nothing. But I had a eight-year-old, I believe, Mm -hmm. seven or eight-year-old and a two, three, and five-year-old all at home with me. So just talk about chaos. And we just moved into a rent house, a smaller rent house. And anyway, just right on top of each other, had to move to school from home, virtual school with a ADHD eight-year-old boy. Mm -hmm. Terrible terrible and so anyway everything was just complete chaos it felt like and I was just dying for them to go back to school <laughs> like <laughs> come fall and they got back to school and went for three and a half days and my husband got a positive COVID test and we were home for three plus weeks and mm-hmm. I just I think at that point I just felt so out of control you know if I was putting my eggs in a basket, it, they were gone, you know, mm-hmm. so I'm ready for kids to get back to school to feel some semblance of normalcy. It's gone. And you might have events on the weekend. Oh, they're canceled. You might. It was literally just day to day. We were making the best decisions for our family. Were we going to go to church that Sunday? Were we going to stay home? Like, who have we seen? <laughs> who are we going to be exposed to? Just day to day living. 
and a lot of sitting down in the evening and praying about the next day. Like, hey, this is happening. Are we going to go to it? Let's pray about it. See if we feel a peace about it. So I would say that's where I had gone from. I'm going to plan every aspect of my life to like, I'm not planning anything. I'm just relying on God like day to day, which is a beautiful thing. (laughs) But it's just now in more recent months, it's just felt like I'm more of a firefighter and kind of just doing what's right in front of me and then feeling a little bit of disorder because of that. So. So that answer that question. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and I think that I, I appreciate all the like background because there's a lot that went into it for sure for, for your story and for how God's been not only growing you, but how he's like <laughs> implemented that and all that. So that's, mm-hmm. that's a, that's a, an appropriate length of an answer. It's not too long. <laughs> oh, thank you. I like that feedback. <laughs> well, you're welcome. I felt like you <laughs> felt like it was a little long. So I wanted you to know it wasn't. <laughs> thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> um, so you've had some like good and negative things from both like type A and both just like kind of firefighting. So what are some of the things that you've experienced in both extremes? Yeah. So, I mean, it's beautiful to pray, sit down at the end of a day and pray about your next day and God give us peace about what we should do. Mm -hmm. Um, That would be a great thing about trying not to plan every single aspect. And then I've also seen on the other end of the pendulum, like life is not a formula schedules Mm -hmm. with kids. Like I thought, if I do this, she will do this. And that was, that's an example, but I was like that with many things across the board Mm -hmm. and just really relying on myself. And I, I think I heard more recently too. It's like, when you're relying on yourself, like you get the glory, but when you're relying on the Lord, the Lord gets the glory. Um, but more recently I'm just recognizing God is a God of order and it's Mm -hmm. okay to live a orderly life. So what have you been learning lately about planning your time? That's helped you move back into from the extreme of like, we're just going to respond and we're not going to plan anything back to somewhere, maybe a little more in the middle, like, okay, now we're going to plan some things maybe yeah. hold those plans more loosely than previously. Yes. Um, yeah. So I started some counseling in the last couple of months. Um, if it's even been that long, but it's just been really impactful in a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. Um, but she has really empowered me and encouraged me that I am just kind of, <laughs> for lack of a better term, kind of a CEO in managing our family and the daily happenings and getting things done when they need to get done, getting people where they need to go, feeding them, keeping them alive. It's a full-time job. (laughs) All the things. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. Uh, With lots of overtime. Yes. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But she introduced to me, my counselor introduced to me the Pareto principle can be applied in a lot of facets of life, but I actually looked it up this morning so I could give a better, uh, better terminology with it. But it says 20%, what 20% is going to cause the 80%, the other 80%. 
um, and to prioritize the 20%. And so this really took a couple of weeks for me to process through and think about how that actually applied to my life. I didn't just automatically come up with like, oh, that's my 20%. I really had to think through it and like, what actually needs to be on my calendar, my to-do list every day? And what do I want to prioritize? Like praying, I want to wake up and surrender to the Lord and ask him for help to get me through the day instead of just trying to like scrounge my way through. Mm -hmm. And so like, I actually have a list of my 20% and it's ever evolving as I see like, you know what, I need a little more of this, a little less of this. But I thought of the basics, like I want to be in the word, Mm -hmm. praying to the Lord to be with me throughout my day. And I want to continually come back to him throughout the day. And then more practically, it's I want to eat well, because I feel better when I eat well. And I think I was getting to days where it's like, 530 rolls around and I'm like, I don't have a meal plan. I have no idea what I'm making tonight, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is polar opposite of where I used to be. (laughs) Right. So anyway, just kind of getting ahead of things. And like, I want to work out three times a week so that I feel good. And, and then I came back. She also encouraged me to have a planning period every week because like a CEO needs to plan out there next week and ask questions like, what can I delegate? Like, what, what am I doing that really should be my kid's job? Or they might not do it the way I want it done, Mm -hmm. but that's okay. Like I can let go of that (laughs) and take it off of my plate. I have a lot of family around that is willing to help. And I think I have to get over my pride Mm -hmm. of asking for help and accepting that it's a blessing for people to serve you. Oh yeah. Like I'm so blessed when I serve other people, like I don't want to rob that from other people too. So asking questions like what really should be on my to-do list? What can I delegate? Where can I ask for help? And also more recently, she's challenging me to add in things like fun things. (laughs) like what are we gonna do for fun yeah Um, and what has eternal significance over just feeling urgent right and so yeah it's been really good to sit down every week and make I line up every day and I'm not gonna lie I get a little anxious while I'm planning Mm because it can feel overwhelming but once I get it done after about that hour and a half I set it aside And I know like what's on my plate for today Mm -hmm. and the rest of it is on other days. It all has its place. And then there's a beauty of when I check off what I'm supposed to do for today, I have margin to be present with my kids. And I don't just have this really long to-do list that I just feel like I need to keep powering through. It's spread out. I've prioritized like what needs to be done now, today, tomorrow, the next day. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's been really freeing to come back to a bit of order. Yeah, that sounds so awesome. So what would be like an example? You said you have things like that you put on your to-do list for each day, and then there are things that you wait 
to do later. So it would be like an example of that so that people could kind of understand that more concretely. You know what I'm saying? So I line up every day, like right now, I'm literally just using like a notepad and every, I put Monday, Tuesday, every day has its own. And I start with my 20%. And I put that as priority on my list. Mm -hmm. Like what are the things I want to get done every day? And then I have this running to-do list and it's like, make a kid's chore chart, take Mm -hmm. the recycling where it needs to go Mm because we actually have to drive somewhere, give blood. (laughs) That was on my to-do list. I'm impressed that's on your to-do list at all. (laughs) I don't have that on mine. Not Uh, even sort of. Then a recent addition, but anyway, get my car inspected, an oil change, renew my registration. Yeah, I want to update my budget. I've got to get that done every once in a while. Two boys needed a haircut, print out something for BSF. Like this was my list for this week. Just Mm -hmm. all the random, random things that can feel overwhelming if they're only in your head, in my head. And so I take these and I just divvy them out on a day that makes sense to do them. And Mm -hmm. like, I think I was telling you a couple of weeks ago, I had 32 things on my running to-do list. Yeah. And I got 29 of them done and I just divvied them up, you know, every day had its own thing. And then this week, I think I had maybe 25 things. And so I put like, I don't know, four on each day. And some of them are really small. It's like, yeah, yeah. Some of them are small things. Some of them are like, go get a car inspected. It's just that everything kind of gets its own day so that in one day, I'm not just Okay, I got to do as much as I can today. Right. And then I give myself a lot of grace. I listen to my body when it's tired and it says, hey, I don't think we can get that last thing done. There's yeah. a lot of grace to just mark that off. And maybe it goes to next week or maybe mm-hmm. it just goes to another day. <laughs> yeah. So it goes from being this urgent, like trying to put all the fires out to being like, I have this manageable amount of stuff to do today. And even if it becomes unmanageable, that's okay. And yes. I can do it later. So, you, so that's much grace for it. So and that's good. just a personal growth thing for me too. Yeah. <laughs> not having to be perfect. <laughs> right. Right. And not having to get it all done or not yeah. having, not having to control all the, you know, things that you could, I love what you said about like delegating to your children or to your family, because mm-hmm. I think that that can be really hard because in the moment, it feels faster for me to do, you know, whatever it is that I'm telling my kids to, for me to pick up the toys, it feels faster in the moment, but in the long run, it's better. It's going to be more time efficient for me to stand with them and say, okay, pick up that now pick up that now pick up that now pick up that. Cause eventually (laughs) they're going to be able to do that on their own. (laughs) But right. At this age, I still with, uh, with them, I often have to be like, okay, now pick up all the Legos. Okay. Now pick up all the (laughs) brain flakes or whatever, you know, absolutely still there. Yes. Yeah. But I think there's also things I'm exactly like that, Mm -hmm. but there's things that they need to start learning. Like Sarah seven, she's definitely coming into where she can help unload the dishwasher right? and set the table and wipe the table. And I have to let go in my head Mm -hmm. so when she wipes the table crumbs might go on the floor that's so true (laughs) letting go so much I love it oh man yep I feel that I feel that too 
for sure. Ooh. For sure. Yeah. yeah. So it sounds like this has been really helpful to you since you've started using it. And this is going to air in December. So it's going to be like full on Christmas holiday season. So how might it be helpful as we're in that season to take time to plan? Cause it's, you said you sit down and maybe take an hour, an hour and a half to plan. And that feels like a lot of time. Yeah, Like that yeah. can feel like wasted time. Like I couldn't mm-hmm. be getting some of those things done on the to-do list, Absolutely. but, <laughs> but how, how do you think that could be beneficial, especially like during the holidays, but just even in general? Yeah. And I absolutely felt that last Friday. I was like, I literally could just get up and get five of these things crossed off in 15 minutes. But I was like, no, this is important because I know when I get it done and set it aside, you can like move on to what the day has for you. Mm -hmm. And I love thinking about this for the Christmas time because I want to do it. Like this is where I'm at. I want to keep this planning going because I've seen how beneficial it is and to sit down and then take my 20%. Like, what do you want to have in place in the midst of schedules getting changed? Mm-hmm. Like a lot of different events everywhere popping up. Mm-hmm. So what do you want to have in place and prioritize your 20% mm-hmm. so that you can get through the rest of all of that? And so I would just encourage everybody to sit down and think like, okay, what's priority here? Like, maybe it's, planning some healthy meals so that Mm -hmm. when we're kind of having all the Christmas yummy Mm -hmm. junky stuff, (laughs) it kind of helps balance that out a bit. So prioritizing healthy meals when we are at home, Mm -hmm. um, just spending time in the word. And I'd also just love thinking about what do I want to prioritize with my family, like Advent stuff, or I don't know, sitting down and thinking about it, like, to keep my family focused on the reason for the season right? <laughs> and not and all the little distractions that tend to getting, get in the way. Yeah. So have you found yourself needing to like say no to some things since you've started doing mm-hmm. this or has that not really presented itself yet? I know you haven't been doing a super long time, but I just, I'm curious, is there anything that you're like, you know what, this is just something that I'm taking off the list. Like I'm not yeah. doing this right now. Yeah. Um, I've been challenged. That was actually kind of like the last counseling session I went to was just <laughs> think, writing down commitments that yeah. are already on the calendar. And she really challenged me to pray about it mm-hmm. and think about whether that commitment feels like an obligation Mm -hmm. that I don't necessarily need in this season of life with the craziness of our family dynamics or um, if that's something that for this season I say that's not good for our family that's not really good for me Um, so kind of starting to pray through that so it's so hard for me to say no Mm-hmm. Because I feel like it's the right thing to do right. <laughs> to serve in that way or that way. Yeah. But there are some that feel like more of an obligation. And just to step back and think, there might be someone that would be more blessed by doing that. Right. Than me. It's not all for me to do. 
So, and there's small things that pop up too, that I'm like, this is really silly. Um, <laughs> actually, oh Lord, I can't believe this is even an example, but we have like <laughs> 20 puzzles, you know, 25 to 100 piece puzzles. And it is a mess, a mm-hmm. huge mess. And my brain is like, how much money did we spend on these puzzles or people spent on these puzzles and gave to mm-hmm. us? And I'm like, it's probably like $30, $40. And I'm like, I really just want to throw away all these puzzles, but it doesn't feel like the right thing to do. Right. It feels like <laughs> you like, should sit down and sort them all out and make sure they all have the pieces. <laughs> right. That's what I want to do. And that was on my to-do list mm-hmm. was sort puzzles. And I finally said, that is the biggest waste of my time right yeah. right now. I know that's the silliest example, but the way my counselor kind of phrased it was like, that's an inordinate amount of time that right. you would be spending on what payoff. Yeah. And so, yeah, that was really good for me to think through and just praying through. Like when I sit down to plan, I want to pray like, Lord, what should be on my to-do list? Because time feels precious right now. Mm -hmm. So yeah, kind of beginning to think more in that way of what really should be on my list. Yeah, that's really good. I, I like what you said about praying over when you're planning what you have to do. But one of the things that I've been learning lately is that just my time's not my own. And like Mm. the interruptions are life. Like they are not Mm. interruptions to my actual life. Like they are my life. They are the part, like a big part of life. And so, um, yeah, I've just felt challenged the past couple of months to just wake up in the morning and pray like, okay, God, what do you want me to do with your time today? Because this Mm -hmm. is your time and just help me to remember that it's your time today because there are things that I want to get done. And just help me to let those go. If that's not what's on your, your, uh, schedule for me today, because it's really easy for me to prioritize getting things done over, especially like relationships with, you know, my children or neighbors or whoever. But I think you said it was really nice that you get things done and then you have margin to like spend time with the kids and that sort of thing. And I think that that's a really, really really huge benefit to this planning is that then you have margin for those relationships, which are really the most important. Absolutely. The eternal significance. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Yes. So what's something you would say to, to encourage somebody who's feeling overwhelmed either by like trying to plan everything out or not planning anything at all, or just feeling overwhelmed in general by all the things to do? Yeah, this is a hard question to answer, I think, because truly, like, I think it's been a journey for me. And I think I've always heard rest can be found in the Lord. Mm -hmm. But I don't think I really understood that. And I think I'm continuing to try to understand what that means, (laughs) because I don't know. It's just a, I don't know, but truly rest in the Lord, like, seek him like acknowledge that he is sovereign over everything. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like it. I think, I think rest in the Lord is so encouraging and it is very, but it feels very nebulous. Like it feels very like, mm-hmm. okay, but how do I do that? So mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think that like you're saying, it is just a journey of 
you didn't say this exactly, but of surrender mm-hmm. to surrender those things that you're trying to control to the Lord. So, yeah. yeah. And you could never plan as good as he provides. Yeah. Like we were talking last week, me and you, Emily, that like during COVID experiences, I, I couldn't have like planned that someone would bring us a meal every single night, yeah. but God just provided and he is so much better than our plans. Mm-hmm. So just trusting in that, growing your relationship with the Lord all the time, just to grow that trust in him and what he has planned. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being here. I just have one more question for you today okay. and you might know what it is. You do know what it is. Cause I sent you the questions, but <laughs> what's something good in your life right now? It can be big or small, but because this is good things podcast, I want to know what something good is. Yeah. So a good thing for me is it is beautiful weather right now. And we, I went on my first camping trip like three weeks ago, mm-hmm. <laughs> my first ever camping trip at the age of 35. It was my 35th birthday present and loved it so much. And we have a kid-free weekend this weekend. All the kids are divvied up and me and Justin are going camping by ourselves. Ah, that's fun. I'm so excited because it's really great because campsites seem to have zero cell reception, which I think Mm -hmm. is a beautiful thing. And so to get like disconnected and just stare at the stars and yes, yeah, I'm excited. That's so fun. I love that you didn't discover your love of camping till you're in your thirties. That's amazing. Maybe if I'd waited my, till I said my thirties to go camping, I would like it. Cause I just don't. <laughs> Hazel was like mad at me that we're going without her. So I think it might have to come into to the family rotation. Yeah. yeah. I'll put it on my to-do list. To yes. To look up and plan another <laughs> camping trip. I love it. Yes. Schedule fun. I love it. That's right. Schedule fun. Some of us yes. need to do that because it's hard for us to plan fun <laughs> or yes, for us to be absolutely. fun spontaneously. So, <laughs> oh, Amanda, thank you so much for being on the show. I have loved talking to you all as always. And yeah. um, just thanks for being here. Yeah. I'm so glad to be on the podcast that I love so much. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Emily. Goodness, I just love Amanda. She shared so many good things that I want to take with me throughout the next couple of weeks as we go through the Christmas season. One of the things I really liked were the questions that she asked about the things on her to-do list now. So the questions she asked, in case you don't remember, were what should be on my to-do list? What can I delegate? And where can I ask for help? I just thought those were really good. And I think as I am going through this season and even moving forward, I'm going to try and remember to ask those questions as I have things on my plate, things that I want to get done. What are things that I should be doing? What are things that I can delegate? And where can I ask for help? Because that's just so impactful to be able to help move things off your list and I think that first one is especially important for me she didn't exactly say it as one of the questions but she mentioned like what shouldn't be on her to-do list and 
So asking yourself what should be on there is also kind of like asking yourself what shouldn't be on there. And I just, I love that because some things really need to be on our to-do list and are very important, but some things may not be pertinent for our particular season. So maybe we just say no to those right now, or maybe some things we say no to without knowing if we'll ever get to do those again. But being able to pare down our to-do list can just be so freeing. So whatever your stage or season of life, I hope that you can use those questions to help be intentional about what kinds of things you're doing and you're involved with. I also just loved her example about not organizing all the puzzles and not separating all the puzzle pieces because I've had similar tendencies to just especially like when you have kids and you have like little toy pieces, it's really easy to feel like you need to just separate all those things. And to be quite honest, sometimes I've just started throwing those little pieces away. And I know that some of you are like (gasps) nails on a chalkboard right now, but it was just not worth my time to find where that tiny piece went. And I feel like that was a very freeing thing for me. So what good thing can you take away from this conversation with Amanda? Maybe you have some metaphorical puzzle pieces to let go of this week. Maybe they're not actual puzzle pieces or actual tiny toy pieces, like in my case, but maybe there's something like that that you just really feel like you need to do that you really don't and you can let go of and you can use that time for something that's more important, like the really important relationships in your life. Maybe you implement a planning time like Amanda does and figure out what your 20% of things that are most important that have to get done to let everything else fall into place. Because spending an hour, an hour, half a week feels like a lot of time to plan. But if it can save you time in the long run, of what you really need to be doing and help you put it in a logical order. Like Amanda said, she had 20-something things on one of her lists and she just put four or five things on each day and that was so freeing. Maybe you spend time planning and you have your list of things to get done. That way, you feel like you have some downtime each day. Maybe you find a good Christian counselor. Amanda said that a lot of this has been a recent process as the result of seeing a good Christian counselor. So maybe you look into finding somebody that can help you through whatever it is you're going through. Maybe you start to listen to your body when it gets tired and you give yourself the grace to stop doing things and to rest. Maybe you plan a healthy meal on the nights that you're home and actually make it so that way again your body feels nourished and has the food that it needs to keep going there's so many things i could go on and on about all the good things that amanda mentioned but whatever your good thing is from this episode i hope that we can all remember one thing that amanda said and that thing is you can never plan as good as god provides And that is just so true. We can plan and that's a good thing, but we can never plan as good as God provides. So let me pray for us. God, thank you for being our provider. 
Thank you for being our sustainer. Thank you that you know the things that happen before they even come. And we just pray that we would submit our plans prayerfully to you as we make them, that we would hold our hands open, and that we would remember that time is not actually ours as we have things we need to do and things we want to do. I pray that we would be able to determine what is most important to you and that we would faithfully follow you by doing those things. Thank you for the season to celebrate the birth of your son, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for being here today. I always love getting a chance to be with you. And I am excited to talk to you again in two weeks. We'll be talking about all kinds of Christmas things with one of my other dear friends. So I'm excited to share that with you. I hope you have a good day two weeks.